Welcome to Out of Game, a podcast featuring unique segments and discussions about board games, card games, RPGs, gamers, and gamer culture. Here are your hosts, Ryan, Chris, and Tim, as they go out of game. Welcome to episode 39 of Out of Game. 39. Yeah, you tried to interrupt me and you couldn't. I got the jump on you. This is Ryan. This is Chris. Uh, this is Tim. And we are a podcast about board games. Thank you, Tim. In this episode, we're going to be doing a listener's corner. We like the listener's corner. Listener's we corner. Have, we still have 60 pages of questions, so this will be an ongoing segment for quite some Love time. Love it. Probably get through about two pages. Yeah. And, you know, just out of the blue, I want to mention, if anyone misses Fake It Till You Make It, send me an email. Because I'm curious. We haven't done that one I in a long time. Fake I kind of miss it, too. I miss it, but it's like, you know, we're doing the listeners' we should, corner. We should bring Fake It Till We Make It back. Maybe mm. so often. Just, just every now and then, yeah. Okay. All right. Fake It Till You Make It. To be, to be determined. Even though we've made it, we can still fake it. Yeah. <laughs> we should still call it Make It Till We Fake It. Yeah. Because <laughs> we've made it. Well, but before we do the listener's corner or fake it till we make it, which we're not doing today, let's jump into our spawn point. Spawn point. All right, spawn point, Tim. What you spawning over there? Oh, well, I've uh, I finished the construction of my six-story Hearst Arts castle, and I'm in the process of painting it. Okay. So this is going to wow. take a while to paint. Six stories, huh? Yeah, I've, I've uh, got these little, uh, I believe they're six-ounce bottles of uh, acrylic paint. I've gone through three so far. <laughs> I've painted the whole outside, and I've done the whole rooftop, and I think I'm on the fifth floor. So, so what's the scale? Like, what's a story? Like, two inches? Uh, story, no, it's probably about Four three and a half. Okay. Yeah, so... Wow. Six, six block rows. So, so it's like two feet tall? Yes, yeah, it is, it is. And <laughs> the thing amazing. weighs, I, I, I'll have to get a weight for it, because it is heavy. Wow. Heavy. But this, it's, it's pretty massive. All right, well, since you're a resident Facebook picture poster... Yeah, when I get it done and painted, I will I will have to post it because it, it is it is epic scale. And when you're done with that, why don't you post pictures of the progress you're making on your bathroom? Yes, actually, oh, should be oh, oh. should be my. I was just talking to my brother yesterday on this, and they said next time that we're gaming, which will be January, that uh, he's going to come over like you know three four hours early, and we're going to do some work. Oh, mm, was he just trying so. to get you off the phone? No, he was actually there. Oh, okay. So, I mean, <laughs> so he was, and this was this was totally unsolicited. Oh, so it was kind of oh, okay. It's because he had to go. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> he's like, why isn't this? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. Okay, I'm looking forward to that. So I'm 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 looking forward to that too. I just told him, look, just, whatever. I'll, let's check, track your hours. I'll, I'll pay you. I don't care. I just want it done. Can we dictate your New Year's resolution? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just want to throw that out there. Maybe I don't. I don't know. I don't think that really works. <laughs> My my New Year's resolution for 2018 is for Tim to finish his bathroom. <laughs> if the resolution comes with a monthly donation, yeah, no, we should do a, a, you know, a GoFundMe. Yeah, yeah, go, go I fund would my gaming that. bathroom. I would too. Or you, you can be surprised how much money you could get. I think <laughs> maybe for my birthday, I'll wish that you don't finish your basement, and then I'll tell everyone my wish. Oh, 
Chris's Universal Lotto. Wait a minute. I told you about that? Yeah, you said it on yeah, the you, podcast. You, you, oh. you told the world. Chris just looked at me like he thought I, this occurred to me on my own. No, I thought you stole it This somehow. is Chris's memory. Yes. Okay. So I talked about that yeah, on the podcast. Oh, yeah. And the so hovering everybody cats. Knows. Yeah. Everyone knows. It's the cat's out of the bag. All yeah, right. The hovering cat is so out of the bag. Pandemonium. Yes. <laughs> Pandemonium. <laughs> I had an old friend ping me on Facebook. He reached out to me, like old from decades ago. He found the podcast and he was like, Levitating cats. I like it. <laughs> oh my, that's pretty good. All right. Well, I wanted to talk about a. Ge- so last time we did the out of game Hall of Fame. Well, wait, wait. This is your spawn point. I thought we were doing spawn points here. Still. We are. Oh, okay. So well, Ryan has these long, doing some yeah, these long spawn points. Yeah, okay. foreshadowing. I had picked Axis and Allies as my Hall of Fame game, mm-hmm. and kind of one of the criteria I think we agreed on was that it's a game you probably won't play again. Yeah. See, I have a problem with that, though, because... Probably won't Probably. play again. You still can. It's like coming out of retirement. Okay. Nothing okay. wrong with coming out of retirement, but you're not counting on it playing again. Right. So here's okay. what happened on the... You uh, played. I did not play, but on the Cool Stuff, Inc. Black Friday sale, the anniversary edition of Axis and Allies <laughs> was on sale. And oh. this is like the penultimate version of Axis and Allies. You are, you are a sick person. <laughs> <laughs> and you've got six countries, has nice little trays for everyone. It's like the version I always wanted. Esther is okay with this. This is on sale. She doesn't know about it. So, <laughs> you know, I was like, you know, I'm going to order this. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I got, the, got myself the anniversary edition. I texted my friend I used to play with. He lives up in Chicago. I'm like, we got to play this. I sent him some pictures. So, yeah, I might be playing some Axis and Allies soon. Wow. So, apparently, they streamlined it, made it a little shorter. Nothing wrong with coming out of retirement. Yeah, so it's going to come out. It'll be like the, the retirement Seinfeld episode, only five and a half hours longer. Like a swan song. Yeah. So, I'm looking forward to it. Good. It's been a while. Axis and Allies, anniversary edition. Yeah. That's my nice. spawn point. Going to play. Job. Thanks. It's your turn. That's <laughs> why so I'm looking at oh, you. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Nodding. Okay. Um, so I wanted to talk about an epic game of Cyclades yeah. that we played recently. Wow. A little shout out to Joel and Heather, who were part of this game. Joel brought over both expansions, the uh, uh, Hades expansion as well as the Kronos expansion. Titans. Yeah, Titans. But it's all about Kronos, right? Yeah. And so we played with both expansions at the same time. It was an epic game. I was a little bit, I don't know, leery of the Hades expansion. Just because the, the Titans expansion was so good. And I think Aras or somebody heard that the Hades expansion was getting good reviews, but hard to believe some of it. You know, how could it be that as good as, as uh, Titans? It was so good. We played this game. It went on hours, hours and hours, but it was, it was a great game. Once again, this game doesn't disappoint. I didn't win the game, but it was just a great finish. We all had a chance to win at the end, but in the end, it was Aras. That took home the victory, but it could have gone either way. Came down to a dice roll. 50-50 wow. at the end. Yeah. Great game, though. Epic game. Loved it. I should have taken a picture. In hindsight, I wish I did, because there was so much chaos on this board with uh, the taking over, who took over what, and somebody had a metropolis. Did you remove Pegasus? Over. We forgot to remove Pegasus, and that... Uh, Pegasus came out. That became a problem. All right. Pegasus, that is actually how Ross won the game. <laughs> oh, so it wasn't a problem for him. <laughs> he used Pegasus and uh, took over one Metropolis and with a bunch of armies and then marched down and took over another one using, um, using Hades. 
So I won't get in too much in, into the details. I like it. It was, it was fun. It sounds like Pegasus should stay in. It proved how broken it was, though. I don't mind playing with it periodically, but it, it won the game, this game. So in an experiment of leaving it in, it still won the game. But anyway, great game. Sickly. I actually had a question, by the way. I want to ask Ryan this question. So do you remember we played a couple social deduction games way back at BGG Con? Yeah. Uh, one of them was called Insider. Yeah. And there was another one. The Chameleon. That was at the Chameleon. Yeah. I couldn't remember the name of that game, and I never wrote it down. I wrote down all the games we played. The Chameleon was the game that was like code names, wasn't it? Where there's like a card full of words? No, where you're guessing, and it's just luck-based at the end, where you're you're guessing your location. No, you're guessing your location from a, a... a, board. a grid, right? There's a grid. Was there? Is there a grid? Is There's there... like a grid of words in front of us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that was so, chameleon. Yeah. So when you're the spy and you come out, you basically have maybe, I don't know, yes. 40% Yes, that chance. was the one that had some similarities it to It was like codenames. codenames. Okay. Yeah. The other game was the one that was very good. Yeah. Though. And I think, you know, a lot of our group is soured on social deduction games. We should try that. I yeah. think, Insider. I think that, that was not a bad game. No, I like that one. I lost my timer, though. Lost oh, that's timer. right. That's right. We had a problem with yeah, it. Yeah, it was like, this is so annoying. It's this $20 game, and it's this tiny, it's so tiny. It's not, the components are not worth $20. And the coolest thing in there is this five-minute timer, and I somehow lost it. So now I just have the tiles. <laughs> I don't know how that's even possible. We we're like four of us sitting there that just disappeared. We'll, we'll have to talk more about this yeah. in a future episode. I just wanted to yeah. clear that up. Yeah. Insider. That Insider. Was good game. We done? That was a quick spawn point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good job. Good job. Go team. It wasn't that fast. Yeah, it was. It was uh, 10 minutes and 48 seconds. Yeah, that's normally just Ryan. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so you were fast. Good yeah, job. I was fast. Mm. Yeah, he was fast. All right. Well, we're extending it now. Why don't we move on? Let's move on to the Out of Game Hall of Hall Fame. Of Fame. All right, I am very curious to hear the Hall of Fame game entries. Uh, me time. too. So I want to hear how are we going to do this. Who's yeah, and I for- think well, first of all, let's do, let's recap the definition of Hall of Fame. So yeah. we have our top ten list, top fifty list, whatever your top lists are. But then there's the Hall of Fame. The difference between the lists, the top lists, you know, those are games that are still in circulation. Those are games you still bring to the game group, or you might expect somebody else to bring. You certainly would play them. The Hall of Fame is sort of the retirement. Yeah. Of games. These are games you love, and they deserve a spot in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Like if they had numbers, you'd hang them in your game room, like they're jerseys. Yes. Yeah. But with the idea that you're not going to play it again. Right. Except for the rare occasion, like this, like what you mentioned with Axes and Allies. Right. So that's the Hall of Fame. I'm going to go first. All right. Why don't you list your previous Hall of Fame selections, since there's only three. I, I've got list? them. Yes. Uh, Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> okay. Munchkin. Okay. And Axes and Allies. Right. Yeah, so and I think Chris and I even had a crossover with Battlestar Galactica. 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 Yeah. So yeah, Battlestar Galactica, Munchkin, Exercise, they all pretty much fit the criteria we just mentioned. Games that I had a lot of fun with in the past, but probably don't see myself playing much in the future, with the exception of the Anniversary Edition. It's getting at least one Sure. Play. By the way, that does not count on the magic number, because I've played Axis and Allies before. <laughs> just want to throw that out there. So I'm going to do it. I'm going there for my Hall of Fame game. Oh, where? I'm going there. Everyone's thinking it right now. They're thinking, oh, he's going to say that. 
He's going to pick that game, the Hall of Fame game. You know what it is. Rock, paper, scissors? No, it's Monopoly. Monopoly? What? Monopoly. I had to get it in the Hall of Fame. Really? Because... You do nothing but trash this game. I would have to throw it in the hole of shame. No, the Monopoly... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's going to be a new segment. The hole of shame. (laughs) Oh my. Monopoly, you know, before I was into board gaming, you know, I was growing up as a kid... I loved Monopoly. And what kind of choice is Monopoly or life, right? Yeah, and I would definitely choose Monopoly over life. Like today, if you were to ask me to play one of those two, I would choose Monopoly. Yeah. But I'm not playing the game of life in real life. Yeah. <laughs> I used to play epic eight hour games of this. Like, not eight hours, sorry, eight player games. Like, we get the oh full player count. Oh, my God. I bought it on Nintendo. I would play it. Well, it's easier at least. Yeah, like one person versus seven AI. <laughs> okay, well that doesn't really count. Wow. That's, that's not as painful as like playing with eight actual people. And here's the here's how much money. I love this game. On the Nintendo game, when you like bought a house, they would show this image of a house like like falling in the background onto the property, and it would fall like upside down or like sideways. Like they would intentionally have the they would show. <laughs> imagine a giant background picture of like a Monopoly house falling from the sky. Onto the land, you know, this is like 8-bit graphics, and the house would be like upside down, as if somebody took the piece and put it upside down on the board. And I was okay with it. That's how much I love the game. How I, I, okay I was able to that? overlook the OCD wow. nature of them dropping houses, like, not in alignment on the property. Wow. So, okay. Yeah. That's messed up. And I had a good strategy. Can I, I, I want to clarify something. Do you like Monopoly or not like it? Because I thought you hated this game. I think it's a bad game, but I still had fun playing. <laughs> it's a bad game. Why is I think it's a bad. I think it's a poorly designed game. How is the Monopoly a poorly designed game? That's a crazy statement. Because it's roll and move, which I think is a bad mechanism. And when you get to the end of the game, you know who's going to win, and you're just waiting for someone to roll until they land on Wait, the spot. Is, is there an end to the game? Yeah, because we never we got to the point where it's like. <laughs> Okay, we're just done because there's you know the end is. Oh like, no, you can't do that in my house. Oh my god, this you is... got to play to the bitter end, my friend. <laughs> wow. I mean, yeah. So we would just we would just play until someone was completely eliminated. Everyone was eliminated except one person. Oh my god, that's like. Oh yeah, that's pain. Yeah, but I had a, I had a lot of fun playing this. I remember there was one time I challenged my friend Andrea to Monopoly on her birthday, and I crushed her and laughed at her. Oh my gosh, that's Monopoly. Yeah, I bet you won this game a lot. I did. Yeah. I was really good at it. So, so what? What Silver piece? Tongue. What piece? Uh, I would use the hat. I use the top hat. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. The the key to the game Monopoly. I'm just going to reveal the secret strategy guide. It's the it's the orange properties. Yeah. Yes. I'm aware. Yeah, yes. but uh, my friends didn't know that. It's like, oh, okay. You I can. actually wrote a computer program <laughs> to figure that out. It randomized the game completely, and I ran it a billion times. Okay. And whoever got the orange properties won. The orange properties are the most landed on by yep. far. Yep. Yeah, because the people are going to jail and then yep. they're rolling eights. Yep. yep. Landing on Tennessee Avenue. Yep. Of Saint which, James plays. every time they landed on Tennessee, I would sing the Arrested Development song. I never watched it. No, not the show, the band. Tennessee, Tennessee. You never heard that song? No, I Arrested know. Development? I know, I know Sweet Home Alabama. I thought that's what. Uh, Sweet Home Alabama? That's Leonard Skinner. Well, yeah, but. What are you talking about? <laughs> What's happening? What's right the now? Tennessee song? I was just saying. Sing it. a couple bars. I don't know the rest. I just know the the chorus. Well, it's not even the go? chorus. It's from the beginning. It just goes Tennessee, Tennessee. I would just sing that to annoy people. All right, I need to I need to find right. this out. So it's called who's Tennessee. It, who's it by? Arrested Development. Tennessee by Arrested Development. <laughs> yeah, that's what I would sing. Tennessee. 
<laughs> we never heard this song. <laughs> Show me the money. <laughs> I can say I have never heard <laughs> this. I know this song. Nine hundred fifty dollars, please. That's a hotel. It's a nineties, nineties song. <laughs> it's your song, not mine. Okay. <laughs> Monopoly, eh? Yeah. How about that? I never would have seen that coming for sure. I respect that choice, but I don't think that you should say it's a bad game. The game has sold billions of copies. So many people, everybody knows the game. Everybody's played the game. You had a lot of fun playing it. Mm -hmm. You had fun playing it. It can't be all bad. I'd say it's a bad design. It's in your Hall of Fame. Yeah. Just by the aspect it's in your Hall of Fame. I mean, you know, I I can understand because I played that a ton as a kid too because that's what was available. And so we played it a ton, but we never did it to the bitter end because you get to a point where it's just like, it just it just could never end because you do this and you do that and it just we got bored we get, you know two three hours in we're like okay we're bored who has the most money right now okay you win we're done yeah playing Monopoly was kind of like kicking a ball of a balled up soccer round because you didn't know what a soccer ball was wait what that was playing like Monopoly what? kicking what like a, a balled, balled up sock. sock balled up sock yeah like you thought that was a soccer ball that's Monopoly but then you discover Is Monopoly the sock you that discover analogy? that. A soccer ball, and you realize that the balled-up sock was oh, kind of chunky. Yeah, yeah but, but, then, there, but there wasn't but a soccer ball back yeah, then. But then you really realize that the soccer ball is really not that exciting either. <laughs> <laughs> also true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I want to hear some other Hall of Fame. Moving on. Monopoly in the Hall, Hall of, of Fame. Fame. So this is a game that I don't think we're going to play. <laughs> because okay. we wheeled this game out a few weeks ago amidst... A lot of groans, and I could just tell we're done with this game. Oh, I have a guess. Love this game, though. This game deserves it. Just start with an O? Yes. And with a F? Yes. One Night Ultimate <laughs> Werewolf. We played so many instances. We This game deserves a lot of credit for just the instances that we played. I don't think we're going to break this record. If you could tally the amount of times we played this game, I don't think there's a single game we've played more. And we had a lot of fun. Granted, uh, Tim got shafted quite a bit during this game, just for whatever reason. Yeah, he was, werewolf. The werewolf, werewolf card was drawn to werewolf. him. But uh, so many fun times with this game. Love this game. We're probably not going to play it. I could just tell we're moving on. Even the new game that Joel brought over, the One Night Ultimate Alien, which was also very good, but different enough from Werewolf that we could play it. I could see us playing that more than Werewolf. What were your previous entries? It just seemed entries? really weird. The alien that. one, because I was I wasn't playing it, but I, we were over there playing and kind of listening to it, and it just sounded really wacky. Well, out. the one that we that didn't really work out was the vampire one. We did that one only think yeah, once. it's just it, for it just wasn't coming together for whatever reason. But the alien game seemed there there were strategic elements in there that are yet to be explored, and I could see the mechanic coming out. Uh, we only played it a few times, like one, yeah. two, or three, maybe I don't know. But anyway, One Night Ultimate Werewolf deserves this. I agree. I, mean, right. we, we, right. I think we probably played 100 games of it at least. Probably, yeah. yeah. I think in 88 of those, I was the werewolf. <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably, yeah. Either that or we thought you were the werewolf. Or yeah, well, that's werewolf. 100 games that yeah. and then you thought I was the werewolf. Or you weren't, but then you became the werewolf. I'm going I'm to come up with my own game. I'm going to call it One Night Ultimate. I don't care who you are. <laughs> and it'll not be about any of that kind of stuff. You're just going to play a game. What were your previous entries? My previous entries were RPGs. Oh, yeah. And Risk, yeah. which is along the lines of Monopoly, I think. I would had so many good memories as a kid playing that game. And Battlestar Galactica, which we've all kind of retired. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So that's so you've my got some moder- You've got like modern classics on yours. 
I'd call yours a modern, besides Risk. Well, mine's similar to yours because the RPGs, it's not really a board game, but neither is Munchkin. So it's similar in that yeah. aspect. And then Risk is a little bit like Monopoly. Yeah. You know, it, it was good in its time. We both have BSG. We both have Battlestar Galactica. So, well, actually, Axis and Allies is more like Risk, probably. But anyway, yeah. one at Ultimate yeah. Werewolf deserves a spot in there. But, you know, so, who knows? Maybe we could dust it off sometime. But I, just don't, I, th- I, think I don't so see often, it happening. I think every so often it might just come out and we play two, three games and that'd be it. Yeah. Well, honestly, I think this Insider game might re- replace it. Because it's, it's the same playtime. Okay. Yeah, Insider is... That is a good game. The thing that's good about it is it's not, are you the werewolf? Are you the werewolf? Yeah. I think it replaces Spyfall more than Werewolf. I think it replaces them both. Yeah. I think it's like a better version. It's like those two games combined. Yeah. And you're not like asking someone if they're the werewolf. And, and and we even made a point not to do that because if Chris did that to me, if he was like, Are you I the actually insider? did that and you got really annoyed. Yeah, it, it, like, it's like against kind of the spirit of the game. Ah, so it, okay. it's more fun if you don't do that. We'll talk, we'll talk more about that yeah. game. We're talking about it a lot, though. All right, so... Uh, so Tim's previous yeah. Hall of Fame entries <clears throat> were Epic Homebrew Miniatures game, yeah. Stop Thief, yeah, yeah. and Hero Quest. So yeah, I got another one. Actually, I, had, I was... Tossing between two, so I think I got my next two set. Okay. Because whichever one I don't pick now, I'm going to pick next. I think so. we should just put them both in. <clears throat> no, no, I'm going to go with the one. <laughs> so, uh, I know you guys don't even know because it's, it's called Carrier Strike. Yes, exactly. No clue. Is that a video game? No, this is a board game. So, it's played on a hex grid, and you're basically controlling two aircraft carriers, and you have airplanes on board that can do a little bit of dogfighting, plus they have torpedoes like real pieces yeah these are real game pieces okay so then you can launch your plane off the aircraft carrier with a torpedo and attempts to go sink the enemy's carriers so basically <laughs> it's it's two aircraft carriers on two aircraft carriers and you have six planes three on each aircraft carrier okay and then you basically your mission is to go sink the other guy's aircraft carriers so it's kind of like you know battleship battleship not battleship battleship is a three Miss. That's what it sounded like. No, so now so you're on a hex grid, and each aircraft carrier has like a little handle, like with midship, and there's a black die and a white die. Well, white die, I can't remember if it was like one through four or if it was actually one through six. Uh, and the black die was like giving you a turn. So if you turn, you actually turn your aircraft carrier on the hex grid using that tab in the middle. So your objective was to fly off and blow up the other guy's aircraft carriers with your torpedoes. This looks amazing. Look at that. It's like better game components than we have in some of the modern That's it. games. Yeah. Yes. So this is this is a game my dad brought home. No clue where he got it. Why he your bought it. dad has an eye for games. He does. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> we would play this all the time, and then um, you know you basically if you ran out of torpedoes, of course. Because that's the only way to blow up the uh, aircraft carriers. You could go into kamikaze mode, and then you could use your planes to try to take out the carriers. And I think you had to do uh, two or three damage to each aircraft carrier to sink it and win. You still have this? I do, but I think we're missing a few pieces because we had it when we were, I don't know, seven, don't know eight, nine have, years yeah, old. Yeah, you have this vault of game. Where is the vault, Tim? So this some, is what some of this was still at my mom and dad's house. Okay. So I, I uh, do you I think believe, this one's there? At your yeah, house? I think I have it at my house now. I think I got it like within the last month or two. So here's what happens: is Tim Tim has this little bookshelf in his basement that has like. Five games on it, and then he'll talk about one of these obscure games, <laughs> and then the next time, seen. yeah, and the next time we show up, it'll be on that shelf. 
It's like I, I, I gotta get gotta dig it. It's, it's, it's like by my mentioning their name, you're like unlocking them, and they're like appearing in your <laughs> it's basement. Like, it's like I'm remembering them, and I'm like, where are they? And then my mom will be like, well, hey, they're all downstairs here underneath the staircase. I'm like, oh, okay. It's like right now in your basement, it's like, bing, achievement unlocked. Yeah. <laughs> Carrier strike appears on your bookshelf. <laughs> kind of happened with X-Wing, too, in a way. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, X-Wing appeared. Yeah, you know, Tim's got like a, a whole vault, like a locker room full of X-Wing stuff that is hidden away somewhere. Yeah. So this is kind of what got me into war games a little bit. It's because it was uh, very, you know, it's a very pretty simple game but me and my brothers used to play it all the time and you know we started picking up those kind of things rather than monopoly and life and stuff like that we had another tank game i can't remember what it was but the tank game was more kind of like uh a stratego kind of thing the tanks had a number it was kind of like you know bigger tank beats lower littler tank so it was kind of like battle stratego so i don't know where my dad pulled these out of but he like looked at them thought we'd like them and just brought them home and where was he finding them i have no idea there must have been this amazing game store somewhere i wonder if it was like an old um what were those old game stores called that used to be in the mall and then you could buy like uh, well, we, we used to have a, they were run by like wizards we of the used Coast. to have a hobby shop right up in town up in westmont and al's Al's Hobbies. Okay. And it was, it was, you know, it was models, miniatures, board games, all that kind of stuff. So I have a feeling he picked up a lot of it there. Um, but even like when we first started Dungeons and Dragons, my buddy invited like, I don't know, six or eight of us over to his house in the fourth grade. And we played and I just come home and I was like so excited about it, raving about it. Like a week later, my dad comes home and he's got like the books. Uh-huh. He didn't even know what he was doing because <laughs> he has no idea what it is. He basically went to the hobby store probably and said, eh, my son was talking about this and he came home with like, you know, the player's handbook and the monster manual. Your dad's a pretty observant guy. So yeah, yeah it was, uh, it, it was really cool. So well, yeah. props to your dad. So I am, I am throwing that on the hall of fame cause I don't know that's something that's so, played, what's, what's but it's awesome. Game? No, we're, we're saving I think we should, one. we should put your dad in the hall of we're fame. Just, I think so. <laughs> yeah. I think so. He's, He's, He's the result of I mean yeah. all so far the uh, like stop thief dark, those are basically selections that he made that we had zero input on he just bought because he thought we would like them. Are you at all interested in the new like remake of Stop Thief? That, yeah, that they released at Gen Con. Yeah, actually, I would be. I yeah. would be. We should have. I don't know why we didn't buy that when we were there. I didn't know it was there. I thought it was still like coming out. No, it, it released at Gen Con. Oh. That's actually. So is it all app? No. Well, yeah, yeah. The, the instead whole, of the device, instead of the device, it's an yeah. app. Yeah, but um, that's the same company that did Downforce. Yes. So the, it released at the same time. So they're one for two? And Indulgence, which we played at Indulgence. Yeah. That was Indulgence? That was the one that bombed. It was a little squirrely. Yeah, yeah, it was a trick-taking game that bombed. Have uh-huh. you ever played Dragon Master? It was an old card game. No. It was based off that. Okay. But they remade it with a different theme. Anyways, I like the Hall of Fame entries this time. Yeah. As opposed to last time? Yeah. <laughs> what, what was the problem last time? I don't know. You put Risk in? Risk is a great game. Deserves it. Stupid choice. No, it's not. Yeah, you're right. It's like it's Risk classic. and Access and Allies. It's kind of the same thing. I know. Kind of is. I mean, I'm the one that's like going like... Just, yeah, you're what way the heck off is that? the field. Yeah, yeah I like Tim's interest. I know. It's fascinating to hear yeah. what you're going to You're always going to go last. We always have to let Tim go last. Because <laughs> like, one time he busted out like the, the Dark Tower... Yep. That wasn't the Hall of Fame, but you busted that out. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Stop Thief came out, so... Good stuff. All right, now... Now that the Hall of Fame entries are complete, it is time for Evan inducted some listeners' corner. Listener's corner. Remember, folks, Dice Tower Network cares. All right. As with previous listeners' corner segments, we are going to read questions from our listeners and answer them. Straight Question one. <laughs> Question one. The worlds that some of these designers come up with or use in their games are very elaborate and interesting. Could you guys talk about some of your favorites and why? 
how game settings enhance your experience, and if you could, which world would you want to live in and why? Keep up the good work. Question is from Golfenef. Yeah, that looks about right. Golfenef. So uh, the, the notes that I wrote for this, you know, the themes are interesting. So Mage Knight I put, which last episode was my favorite theme of BGGCon. But, you know, a, a more interesting aspect of this answer is what kind of themes are immersive enough to be enjoyed, but in a, in a game that's not that good? So in other words, the mechanic might not be that good, but the theme props it up. Uh, I have an answer for that. For me, it would be House on Haunted Hill. Yeah, that was yeah. my answer. <laughs> so we, we play this game every Halloween or you know around Halloween. Yep. And you know we play the music and everything, and the game isn't that great. I mean, it's an okay game. It's not a great game, but the theme is so good. Yeah. When I think back on the game, it feels like it's a great game. Yeah. Like, that's how much the theme elevates it. Right. Yeah, yeah the theme elevates, and then you play the game again, and you're like, oof. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the theme is very good. Betrayal and House on the Hill, by the way, is the actual name of that game. What did I call it? House on Haunted Hill. What's the real name? Betrayal at House on the Hill. Betrayal at House on the Hill? Yeah. That's a dumb name. <laughs> yeah, we should probably call it how, house, just the what Haunted call House. It? The Haunted House on the Hill? What was your name? The House with the... House on Haunted Hill. What's the thing that triggers the haunt? What's that mechanic? Um, that is the haunt. That's what it's called. No, but it, but there's a... there's a The Omen? Diet? The Omen. Yeah. Omen should be in the name somewhere. should be Omen at House on the Hill. Ooh. Why on the hill? Because it's on a hill. Because it's on a hill. Okay. You have a hill in your name, too. You could change it to a mountain. You, the name you gave it had a hill in it. All right. House on Haunted Hill. It's got to be on a hill. By the way, I got the new Betrayal of Baldur's Gate. I have it. I, I punched it out. I organized it. <laughs> ready to play. Watch some Star Trek. Actually, I was watching The Force Awakens while I did that. Oh. Is that, a, is that what you do when you open your new games? I usually watch old Star Trek episodes. And then you watch old new Star ones when, you reti- when your magic number goes down. You watch new ones. No, just old ones. But I was in the mood to watch The Force Awakens. What do you guys think? Themes. I feel like I would want to live in a world where... I can do some farming and be protected oh by giant mechs. Oh, God. You'd actually want to live there. No. You're, you're picking I'm just saying that theme. to annoy Chris. Okay. okay. <laughs> I had trouble with the which themes would you want to live in. I, that's easy for me. I'm, I'm thinking Star Wars, space, high tech. I yeah, thought I you were going to pick uh, Egypt. I think that'd be a very wanna, hard life. I don't I thought thought that was your favorite. I, yeah, but I don't know that I'd want to live there. Yeah. Because I'd probably be the schmuck pushing the stones up to make the pyramid. <laughs> so, yeah. Doesn't sound like a fun life. So I'm, I'm going for the high tech. You know, we got back to tanks for diseases. You got starships. You got other galaxies. You can go all over the place. So which game in particular would you immerse yourself in? Cosmic Encounter? <laughs> Gosh. That's oh, what it no. sounds like. That's, that's, no. that's like Doctor Who. Yeah. All right, then what would it be? It has to be like Imperial Assault, maybe, or X-Wing. Just Star Wars. Star Wars, yeah. I'm going just Star Wars theme. So where your planet could just get destroyed at anyone's sight. I would just stay away from Alderaan because I know that's coming. So (laughs) just stay to the outer rim. You know, go to a planet like Tatooine that nothing happened. Oh, wait, everything happens out there. Um, But yeah, just stay on the outer rim. So I picked, um, I would actually want to live in a world where time travel is possible. So I picked time stories. Nice. I like the idea that you could time travel and like fix the past. Sounds That's fun. That's a very interesting, interesting answer. So time stories would be... and But I actually... There aren't a lot of games that... I realize I don't play a lot of games where they've designed like a setting. Like a, a setting that is that interesting, I guess. Maybe because we play more strategy games. 
like for example, like for Descent, they have a, a whole world they created, but I know nothing about it because I've never played Descent. Yeah, right. Um, like I guess the IP ones we know about, but other than that, like he said that they they're creating a lot of worlds. And the question I haven't played a lot of games where they have created interesting worlds. That's why Scythe is one of the only ones I could think of. It's like a world, like a fake world that was created. Yeah, yeah. Outside of the IPs, like you know Star Wars or Firefly or Battlestar Galactica, right. which. Those all sound horrible to me, actually, (laughs) because because they're dark, because they're dark. Yeah, like BSG. I mean, you're like mankind is barely surviving. You're like flying around space. Yeah, there's really no utopian society game. Right. Like uh, Star Trek has a utopian society, but there's no game based on that. Maybe Euphoria. Euphoria is a game where you're it's like post-apocalyptic, but you don't realize that you're being that you're like like a slave, basically. You're, you're <laughs> like you're like you don't realize it. It's post-apocalyptic. What is that? Though. What is the there's a movie about this? The Matrix? Yeah, the Matrix is an example. There's another one though that I can't think of. Where you have like this awake they have like this awakening and realize that everything is a lie. Oh, it was that stupid movie we watched on um Dark Tower. Oh yeah, on the plane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Stephen Anyways. King, Dark Tower. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It was okay. Just okay. So did you have like a world to live in? Oh, man. You don't, know, I... Don't I, say sick ladies. Don't say it. That's, why not? Because, because that's like all battle and death and uh, you'd be a... It's your universal soldier. answer. Yeah. <laughs> well, I like the time stories answer. That's almost a cop-out answer because if you can time travel... First of all, nobody's ever going to time travel. Let's just clear that up. That's never going to happen. Thought it was already happening. It's never going to happen. If we can float cats, we can time travel. No, no, floating cats is way easier than time traveling. Time travel. If somebody could time travel, they would own everything. It would be like Biff in Back to the Future Two, and that hasn't happened. So it's not that you can't try time travel backward. You can time travel forward by waiting, (laughs) but that's about all you can do. I don't think you can go backward. I don't think going backward is possible, but we're bending reality a little, so that's fine. I'm kind of partial to the fantasy realm, so like a Waterdeep, maybe, or Camelot. What? Ryan's giving me the... the Waterdeep? The yeah. Kevin Costner movie? What? No, Lords of Waterdeep. You're talking about Water World. Oh. I'm talking about Waterdeep. <laughs> oh, my okay. Lord. Thank yeah, you. I want to go to the Kevin Costner movie <laughs> that nobody watched. <laughs> Water world. <laughs> All right, I'm back on. I'm back on track. Sorry, I just got a, a thousand D and D fans just cringe. Oh, yes, yes. You know, Lords of Waterdeep is <laughs> Lords of Water world. Kind of a fun. <laughs> we should make that game, Lords, Lords of, of Water, Water world. world. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Sorry. Let's move on to the next. Yeah, call. that's good. Good call. <laughs> good call. I think a discussion about the increasing quality of components in board games would be interesting. Whether it's miniatures from Come on. Come on. Or components of games like Scythe, it seems like certain companies are standing out purely on the quality of their games components right now. That's by Crazed459. Mm. You're saying purely on the quality of their components. I mean, I think Scythe is a good game, whether the components were good or not. Yeah, that but enhances the we game. We played at BGGCon a version of the game that was not Ryan's version. It wasn't, it was like yeah. the. It made a difference. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like. The beefed up version. Oh, a lot I agree. Better. I think yeah. I think the components these days are huge. If as a game designer you think maybe I should use little wooden cubes, just slap yourself and you know just. Well, sometimes the cubes are okay, but if, if, if that can't if be, the, you're representing the, crates. Okay, <laughs> that can't be 
like the the star of the show. No, that's got to be so. Like Century is a perfect example because they have the mat. Mm-hmm. You could buy it without the mat. You don't need the mat. It's true. You could just lay the cards out. That'd be stupid though. The mat is simple. <laughs> it's it's a rubber mat. Yeah, but it it adds it adds so much to the game. Yeah, I don't know why, but it makes the game more fun. Now, I think quality, to the, the question's point, it's, it makes a big difference. Quality gaming components. I think people are not afraid to spend money on games. Right. I think that's really the main thing to his point. You know, I would pay more for a better gaming experience. But the game's got to be good to begin with. Yeah. I mean, True. quality components on a crappy game does nothing. I think that might be his point. There are a lot of games on Kickstarter. I think maybe just the examples didn't really fit, but there are a lot of games where... It's just all about the miniatures. Yeah. And people are backing it because it has these awesome miniatures, but then they get the game and the game is not good. Right. And that, that is happening a lot. And I don't like that. Yeah, no, that's that's horrible. I mean, you've yeah. got to have a good game to back up the components. It's kind of like a movie. Not having a story. With really good actors in it, but the movie's not good. Yeah, or it has or a really good cinematography or right. something. Like, like Ocean's Eleven was good. It had like a lot of stars in it, right? But yeah. then... Ocean's 12 was bad. <laughs> yeah, they get progressively worse. Yeah, and it had all the stars in it. You know, if you think about some of the great movies like uh, like Lord of the Rings, yeah. you know, imagine if there was like a bad act, like let's say, like I'm not a fan of Russell Crowe. So let's they made say him Aragorn or something. Yeah, and he was in there mumbling his lines like he always does. Oh, no, nobody, oh, nobody tosses a dwarf. <laughs> not, not, not the beard. No, he's, he's like... <laughs> Just like going through mumbling, mumbling his lines. What 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 is this uh, new devilry? <laughs> it, it came to me, my own. No, precious. Just the one man Lord of the Rings show. Yeah. Russell Crowe, all yeah. roles. So I think that it's like the reverse of putting lipstick on a pig. You know, you're you're taking something that's really good and making it worse by having bad actors. You know, there's another example of that. Lions for Lambs. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of that movie. Yeah, you're going to be surprised. So it's not surprising to me that you haven't heard of this movie. This movie has tons of stars in it. Okay. You have to look it up. Like um, Meryl Streep, Tom Cruise. It's like a huge list. Robert Redford. But nobody's heard of the movie because it wasn't good. Uh, So it's like having really good components for a game, but the game is lame. Okay. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, so I think to his point... We're way off topic. Sorry. No, we're not. Sorry. <laughs> like games like Side Collector's Edition and the new like, Cool Mini or Not games that he's talking about, they're kind of spoiling us, I think. Because once you've been exposed to a game like Side with the quality components, it's hard to play a game that might be similar but doesn't have those types of components. Like I'm, I'm actually at the point now where to buy a game, it not only has to be look good, but has to have like streamlined rules and like something unique about it. So if it's just like an everyday strategy game, I'm not that interested. That, I think that's part of the reason that when we were BGGCon, there were a lot of new, like, they have the hot games area. And I really wasn't that interested in, in a lot of them. Because it's just, to me, it's just, they're just recycling a lot of the same old stuff. Now, the ones we did play went back, you know, we talked about BGGCon last time. But we played like that Dragon Castle game with those little, yeah. like that game was had those awesome components. It was something unique. Yeah. You know, like, that's what I mean. Like, make it beautiful, make the rules 
easy to understand. I think I'm going to buy that game. And, and make, give it a good hook. That, that game too. stuck with me, and I think it's because of the quality. Yeah. So, I, you know, I think these other companies need to step up their game a little bit. Yeah, I think it's okay if the game is more expensive to make because people will pay more for it. I yeah. truly think they will. Yeah, I yeah think no, it, I think so, too. If, you, if the components are there and the game is good, people will be willing to pay a little extra to have a that, little nicer component and game experience and honestly i think that as the whole back i don't know if you remember last year we we're talking about a lot a lot about how asmodee was taking over all these companies and they they have this minimum advertised price thing now and other companies are following suit so the prices for games have gone up i don't think the hobby's been impacted yeah right. I, I mean people are still like you know, yeah they were moaning about it and or whatever but they're still buying the games i think if you're in this hobby you probably have you have income to buy board games otherwise you wouldn't you couldn't be in this hobby right. yep. so yeah people are gonna buy them and i'm all for all the companies uh making the nicer looking games okay next question i would love an episode about the best practices of getting your friends hooked on a board game or board games in general there are just a few of us that currently play and I would love some ideas. Well, I mean, you could think of a game that matches their personality, something that they would like, and ask them to try and just let them win. <laughs> let them win. <laughs> you know, they ought to have fun, right? No, I mean, your friends have to... If, if your friends aren't the type of people that will like board games, it's not worth trying to get them into it. Yeah, it's, it's hard. It's just, it's just like we were just talking about on break, my brother. Yeah. He just, for, for whatever reason... He will play X Wing until the cows come home. But you try to get to play, get him to play any kind of board game. There's just there's just zero interest there. So I don't know how I could pull him into a board game when there's there's no interest there. At right, all. and even if you did, it wouldn't stick. Right, it'd so just be kind of like, it's a waste eh, of time. Yeah, I did it's the same it. with my I'm brothers. Yeah. yeah, so there definitely needs to be some interest there to begin with, and then it's just picking the right game that'll bring them in for the first time. And then you know, maybe you know, well that's maybe the that's only game you play for a little while until it's kind of like oh you know I'm getting a little bored of this oh well I've got this other one yeah like maybe let's say Jim it. had let's say he had it in him that he might like board games but he just he was being stubborn right and he was playing X Wing you guys are playing X Wing and at the next table we're playing I don't know pick a game and so you know maybe he's looking over shoulder he sees what we're doing you know he can tell it's fun and he can sort of get into it a little bit. Yeah. That could be infectious, but in his case, I don't think he would. He just wouldn't have interest. And to their point, I I don't think you can force it. I think you just you need to think about your friends and what would they like when you know your friends. It's sort of like introducing a game to your significant other or to your kids or to to somebody who's not a gamer, you know. But you're not necessarily interested in getting them addicted. But you're what would they like? That's a very important question. Do they want to play a social game? I mean, if you're friends, the listener's friends, if maybe they're more a social gamer. Well, then maybe something like a Code Names or Spyfall. It's not your average normal game. Yeah. Might be intriguing enough for them. Because that's kind of a party game. You can get, you know, non-gamers to play that. Yeah. And then maybe, you know, that might spark some interest to see something else or something. Yeah. Especially if they comment to you after playing something like that, that it, they had a lot of fun, mm-hmm. then maybe you can push them towards maybe a little more, you know, even go to like a King of Tokyo, your ham sandwiches, like you would say. Oh, yeah. King and of Tokyo is a good gateway game. Yeah, and just kind of, you know, that's the next step. And, you know, if they enjoy that, then, you know, keep pushing the pushing the limit. And then find, find their, their niche. I mean, if they're really into Star Wars, there's plenty of Star Wars-themed stuff out mm-hmm. there. You know, if they're into Battlestar Galactica, if they're into werewolves, if they're into zombies. There's yeah, their personality games. matters. Yeah. 
So I've, I might have a little bit of a different take on this. I want to get to the root of his question. I feel like maybe the root of the question isn't so much, how do I get my friends hooked? But I'm feeling like Made New 82 maybe has a concern that he's not going to be able to play games as much as he wants. So he's trying to figure out how to get more people into it. And here's to expand his group. Is that what you're thinking? And here's my advice. Your friends don't have to be hooked necessarily on games. Like if you look at our game group that we go to on Wednesday nights, I would say like maybe me considered hooked on games. I would maybe say me, Nathan and a little bit of a mod, maybe a Ross, but that's like, I don't know, maybe a fourth of our group I would call hooked on board games. The rest, I think, are just people who are willing to participate. But you can't expect those people to organize anything. So my advice is if you do the legwork, you said you have a few people that that play already. Like that's your core. Those are probably the people that are quote unquote hooked. And then you get you expand your group to people who are just willing to participate, but you do the legwork. You schedule the game day, you bring the games. You do the invite, you make it easy for them, that they're just showing up to have fun with their friends. Right. And if you can kind of put those pieces together, I think you can get in all the gaming that you that you would want to. Yeah. Supply some chips, supply some drinks. Yeah. Get some food or some pizza. I mean, who wouldn't want to do that? That sounds fun to someone who isn't even into gaming, I think. Yeah, it's a night of hanging out with your friends. Yeah. Right. So those are my suggestions. Moving on. Moving on. How about a topic about great games? But for one reason or another, they don't fit into your group. And this is from Mount Casey. I'm, I'm assuming that's what that means. Oh, that's RNT. R-N-T. Oh, <laughs> it looks like MT on my screen. Yes. So, RNT Casey. I don't know. I think X-Wing for a while. I mean, you like Tim was playing it, but it didn't really fit with the rest of us. But more so because we didn't know about it, maybe. Or it was, it's a little different than a board game. It's way different than a board game. It's not your typical board game. It's more of a strategy, tactical battle. So, I, you know, I never pushed it because I didn't think it fit the group. And it's going to be on Tim's gravestone. Yeah, <laughs> I never pushed it because I didn't think it would fit the group. Well, because yeah, I brought up stuff like Blood Bowl, and, and it was parking like, is too expensive. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be on there too. <laughs> but you know, it's like Blood Bowl. I you know I threw feelers out for that and got very sour things. There was a mention here that oh yeah we should try X-wing, but it was like there was never like a we're gonna play we should just play X-wing next month. It was never like someone definitively saying hey we should try this. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like oh you know maybe you know you know it's Tim's favorite game so maybe we should try it. And I was kind of like it's just kind of just too wishy washy for me to even try to push it. That I'm like I'm not gonna force you to play something that there's really not an interest for. Mm-hmm. So it's difficult. Yeah. It's difficult when you you got something like that. What else doesn't fit our group? Oh, I think maybe social games. A lot of us are well, yeah. souring on the social yeah. games. Well, Nathan was always sour on the social games, so it's not all of them. Nathan is sour on social games. He's sour on trader games. You sure it's just trader game? Because not I mean, just well, like because one white werewolf is not a trader game. I mean, Spyfall he was okay with because it was like borderline trader. I think it's because there wasn't a lot of talking. Yeah, I think that was. It Maybe because he like shadows like over cows. Okay, yeah, we shouldn't game. we shouldn't classify him though. It doesn't work out well. Yeah, we should we should ask? We should him. ask him. Yeah. But I I do think our group our group is like one of those Venn diagrams. We're all over the place. Honestly, our <laughs> we're group, like we, a lot of Venn. We have yeah. we, we have enough people with enough diverse things uh, that there's somebody in the group that likes. Yeah. Part of everything, but there's some things that I. It's like we have to rule them out because it makes the experience so bad for one person that it will ruin the night for everyone. So I have games with long turns on my list. 
<laughs> Sorry. And then I I also have I put party games. Remember there was a time where I tried to shift us from the social deduction to like party games and I tried to get out like cash and guns and nitwit and we tried like a lot of them and no, you guys didn't like any of them. So I think it's just the games in that. It's like matter. we t- it's like our group is too serious. Like we needed it to be we need the games to be too serious. So like Cash and Guns is supposed to be just this funny game where you stream people and, and people were annoyed that like the, the mechanism for taking stuff from the middle I think you're was right. broken. I think you just nailed it. Those games don't fit our group. Yeah. Yeah, definitely not. They don't. I I, I hate Wiz it. Wiz War is another ones. example. I don't think that would fit our group. Wiz War. Which one's Wiz War? We played it at PGG. That's the peeing game. <laughs> <laughs> No, this is a game that's very light and goofy and funny, and well, it's supposed to be. Cold Express is Cold Express is a little bit like there, that. And that one's, that but one's, how often do we play that? Not, not that often. Recently. So that that's that's yeah. a sort of in that direction. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you're. You, this is fascinating because huh. I don't think we've ever discovered this, huh. but that is what our group doesn't like. What a great question. We don't like fun. No, we like fun. No, no, that's not fair. We don't like silly fun. Our group likes fun. We don't like silly fun. Campy fun. I don't think they like campy fun. It's like campy, you know? Campy. Campy. You know, like silly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's uh, that's not for our Because what was that other yeah. assassin one or something? Dead last. Yeah, that, Dead last. That, that, that also yeah, that failed. Was, that yeah. And that's another good example. Yeah, they all bomb. Yeah, and it's, it's a consistent bomb. Yeah. But my it other really group is. loves those games. And yeah. it's it's just a different group of people. And I, and, I, and I didn't have, well, I didn't have as much fun playing the social games in our Wednesday group. But like on the Saturday group, I have a blast. It's it's all about the people's mentality that are playing. Is it the fact that like eighty percent of our group is like techno nerds? We're all computer. <laughs> well, honestly, you know, guys, I, it's got to be something. I to mean, that. I, it is actually because the group, the other group I'm in, isn't people like that. It's like a bunch of people Regular from all people. walks of life. Yeah. From I mean, my I mean you think about it, we yeah. have a very high IT yeah. background for a lot of our people. I think we're too serious high and maybe a little bit too competitive. Well, I don't say too competitive because it's, it's that's not, how we are. Yeah, if that's how we are, it's how we are. It's not that it's wrong. We're a little I don't bit think competitive. I don't think there's a right and wrong with yeah. this answer. I think that if we don't like games like that, we don't like them. It yeah. doesn't mean that we're wrong. No, I'm not saying we're wrong. I just think our group is competitive. I, I feel yeah. like I fall into that category. I feel like I'm competitive. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. like silly games like that. And yeah. Unless, you know, like that, at the end of the day, we played the pyramid game where we just needed to let off steam and we were just right. fried. Then, the, then they're fun in those instances. But I would rather not play games like that that are silly. And I think the difference between those games and like the social deduction games is the social deduction games are competitive and you, and you have to have some mm. skill. Whereas the other ones are just more like random kind of right. fun. Yeah, I'm going to point my finger at you. And- yeah. Yeah, you hated that game, and I oh, get, I get it. Well, it's, it's because there's not a single turn it wasn't that I didn't strategic. have something pointed at me. So it's like... I either bow out and don't get anything from the center, or I get shot. Isn't and don't bang get anything from like the that though? It always comes back to bang. <laughs> no, that bangs. it's like not a consistent no. thing because bang is a little bit like that. Isn't it a little silly? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it's a social deduction game. Yeah, it's not. It's, it has social deduction though. You're trying to figure out who's doing what based on the patterns of their behavior. Right. You know what? The right. dice game or the card game. The card game. Yeah. yeah. The dice game was just rolling. The dice game was random and dumb. There's a little bit of trying to figure stuff out. Yeah. The bang the dice game is kind of like Dungeons and Dragons, and bang the card game is kind of like GURPS. You're going to take that? <laughs> well, yeah, I guess I am. <laughs> I got nothing. Maybe future Ryan feels like <laughs> future Ryan feels like recording. Okay, next question. How about a topic on the aspect of buying games as a collection 
versus buying games to primarily play them? And that's inter- it's an interesting question because it's similar to the last question in a way with what are your reasons for buying and buying the game? Are you buying it to put it on your shelf and maybe to uh, understand the mechanic and then that's it or to be competitive? Yeah, no. To play I, the game and, and actually play the game. That's that is my one and only reason for buying a game yeah. is to play it. Me too. I'm not buying it to make a collection and to have games that I'm never going to play. It's it's if if it's not something that I'm going to play, I'm not going to buy it. I just I just I don't see the point. Just to have you know I don't know, Cyclades on my shelf. I, I don't see any reason to just buy it and never play it because I'm playing your copy all the time or this. If I'm not playing it, I'm not buying. Right. Let me ask you a question. So you have Imperial Assault with the intent. No, no, no listen. To play. Let's say you just never got it played. Yeah. Would you still keep it because it's a Star Wars game, just as like a collector's item? Uh, yeah, because all the minis and stuff like that, I'd probably find another use for the minis. Okay. So like I have um, War of the Ring on my shelf. And Lord of the Rings is still like my favorite book and movie series. And I just, it was a game I bought to play Mm -hmm. and then tried to read the rules multiple times and just gave up. But I'll never get rid of it. Well, it's based on Lord of the Rings. But see, but now that's. Yeah, because it's based on Lord of the Rings. But the purchase intent was to play. Right. It wasn't purchase it. I literally like Lord of the Rings. I'm going to buy this and shelve it. Right. Yeah, I didn't buy it just to have it. To have it part of your collection. Yeah. Imagine if Russell Crowe was on the cover of that game. (laughs) It's like you uh, you, uh, shall not pass. (laughs) So I have an interesting story. There's a, um, I just met a guy. So just to quickly understand why our church merged with another church. So we had our first, like we had a big Christmas meeting back in December. Did, did you like use your skill from that game and like take over their church? <laughs> <laughs> That's probably what happened. That's probably what it is. Yet to Classic be determined. Cultures. Yeah. Did a theology move on. But so I don't know. We were doing like this big gift exchange back at Christmas time um, with like 60 people. It was, like a giant. Everyone bringing a gift, like a white elephant type thing. And this guy gets a board game, this guy that I've never met, right? And then some and then the guy who was doing like the emceeing, like walking around with the microphone, said, Oh, well, it's kind of funny that he got a board game because he holds the Guinness Book of World Records for the biggest board game collection. What? The guy in this random guy that I just Were they met. talking about you? It wasn't me. <laughs> so Did like, you like like see like you know, hearts in your eyeballs. And <laughs> yeah. Like your little- so, <laughs> well, what was funny is you have to you have to picture this. Half the room is people from my church, and half the room is people from this new church. And this is like our first one of our first big meetings. So, when this was mentioned, half the room like thought like mentioned me. They're like, "Oh, Ryan's gonna go talk." Like you could like hear like this That's rumbling <laughs> through the through the <laughs> church, you know, because they all knew like I was the big board game guy. And so, but here's what's interesting. So after we were after everything was done, I wanted to talk to the guy. I was like, "Oh, I, you know, what's this I hear about your board game collection?" Like he he literally has a he had the Guinness come to his house. Like he has wow. a, he has a world record. Wow. Now he doesn't have the most games of anyone in the world because his collection that's in there is only like 1600 games but, only but no one has gone through i guess the process because i i've heard of people that have like twelve thousand games oh my god Twelve twelve thousand. are there twelve thousand board games oh, what yeah. yeah but anyway this guy holds a world record he <laughs> he legitimately holds it all right so this guy's in my church now but but i when i was talking to him the games that he has aren't the games we play he actually was just he just his board game collection are like games he mostly got at thrift stores. They're like old mass market games, like going to Goodwill. It was like he just collects them. It was like this poor guy has been buying 
these games and playing them, this family, and it's like he's never been exposed to modern board games. So I was mentioning things like, have you heard of like Ticket to Ride? You know, no, like, no. I was like, what's your favorite game? He's like, oh, I like the game like Tri Domino, Triominoes, or like he was mentioning, you know, like the uh, stuff you would his see. His life is about to change. I know. And, and I was like, wow. Like, so, uh, you know, I took his phone number down. I'm like, I'm going to text you next time I'm I have gonna a, help you. a board game day. You need to come to my house on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I literally... Uh, so this guy was buying to collect. That was the, only, that was yeah. the main... It's, he was saying he was buying like 15 games at a time, and they were playing them all at first, but it, after a while, it was just he was just buying them to have the collection. So, wow. A collection of 1,600 mass market board games. Never been exposed to the board game hobby. I don't even know how that's possible, but it somehow happened to this guy. <laughs> so I, I couldn't imagine having that many games of the Monopoly slash Stratego I know. slash Connect Four. I actually am wondering. I would love to see because he might have some old like Avalon Hill stuff in there, like some of the games that mm. you were mentioning. Maybe he has some of those. Yeah, it's possible. Like I want to go just look at his collection. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's amazing to me. Interesting. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, then you might have another permanent uh, permanent player for yep. Saturdays. Yeah. Well, what would be funny is if I invited him over and he didn't like modern board games. <laughs> oh, God. It's possible. <laughs> yeah. not, it's not for everybody. You never know. Could but I think, you know, the fact that he's in the Guinness Book of World Records. I know. You know, he's got to at least give it a shot. Yeah. So. Well, just think. If there's any games that you don't want and you're just going to give away. Good point. Give it to him. Yeah. Help him with his Beat record. the record. Yeah. Up. Like, I know you're never going to play this. Neither am I. So yeah. just, let's just put it on your shelf. All right. Oh, should we move on? Moving on. Moving on. You should have a segment called Spawned Point, where the prophet provides <laughs> his next piece of prophetic wisdom. Very clever. Yeah. This, this is, is my throat, throat rip. rip. <laughs> That's pretty good. Love it. Could also have Fawn Point, where Ryan talks about his fi- his new number one game that keeps changing every month. <laughs> we'll put that right next to sh- the the Hole of Shame. The Hole of Shame, yes. Yawn Point. Okay. Games with analysis paralysis. Oh, <laughs> right. there you go. Uh, Gone Point. The games that drop off of Ryan's top ten list. Oh, I thought, month. Were, I thought those were games that Dave gets up and leaves in the middle of. <laughs> <laughs> That's even better. Yeah, you guys clean up. I'm going to go to the bathroom. Anyway, good question. Okay, next question. Like to hear you guys talk about popular games you dislike or have been extremely disappointed in and why. I just like to point popular game. I just like to point out that this is Chris's MO. What do you mean? This is this is like your thing. Disliking popular games. No, you guys dislike popular games too sometimes. Tim was all against um, There's a lot werewolf. There. We just we just nailed a whole bunch of them one night. Yeah, werewolf, you, you were cash and guns. On that Harry Potter game. <laughs> yeah, it's not just Academy. me. Chris, okay, code names. Code names are stupid. We've yeah. proven that, though. Sushi We've Go. It mathematically. Sushi Go. Sushi Go has also been proven mathematically. <laughs> proven. Okay. It has been proven. Low dar factor. I don't know. When I read this question, I was like, Chris is going to like this. this but is I'm like, not the only one that doesn't. That has a problem with games that are popular. All right, all right. I don't think every game is for everybody. All right, so let's hear Flea. How about Flea? Yeah, Flea's on my list. Yeah. See? It's not just me. Actually, I'm not sure if that game's popular. I have Queen's my- Necklace. Yeah. Worst mechanic ever. Not sure if that one's popular either. I thought you said it was. They reprinted it, so I guess... I mean, it was Days of Wonder. Okay. I'm Cosmic sure. Encounters on mine. It's See, I love that Very popular, game. and I hate that. Yeah. It's, it's the whole group factor. The group factor. The dual win. So let's hear, blah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. So that's why. That's, he wants to know why we don't like these yes. games. So yeah. it's the whole dual win pile on, you know, hey, oh, 
We're attacking Tim. Who wants to pile on and destroy this person? Maybe if we <laughs> maybe if we could combine, flick him up with Cosmic Encounter, you flick your spaceship and take out other people's spaceships. Yeah. <laughs> Which you really don't like that guy. <laughs> but I, I'm not the only one, though. Okay, fine. All right. Thank you. So I you to admit that. And I'm always, you know, I, I'll admit if I, I'm wrong about something, because I've swung around on a lot of games. But, you know, the Queen's Necklace thing, I swear I thought I misread the rules. Well, if there's a bad mechanic, it definitely it kills the game, for yeah. sure. But sometimes people like a game without thinking it through. Let's, let's, let's remind people why you didn't like Queen's Necklace. It's because you lost the money you bid. Whether you won the bid or whether not. Whether you won the bid or not. Yeah. So it's kind of like you had those warriors go into the tower and they got stuck, but they never, ever came back out ever again. So you didn't even get to queue up your money. You just lost it. It what, got stuck in the tower forever. What's the, oh, in, in, the, in the tower. Yeah. Because you put all your soldiers in there with that guy. He won, and your soldiers got stuck in the tower. But they were never, ever, ever going to come out ever again. So you lost It's them. even worse than that, but that's, that's in the direction. Well, at least yeah. if they were in the tower, the way that one plays, they could come out and yeah. help you later. True. These, these were never coming out ever again. Yeah. They went to the trash pile. That's more like losing a roll. Like yeah. you rolled and you just lost the yeah. roll. Because you lost everything. Like in Risk or in some combat game, you just lost that mm. square. And this one, there's three... Auctions in the game, and that's how you win. And if you if you come in bid just yeah, one dollar, not enough plus, auctions, you lose all your stuff. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Oh my gosh, what was the mechanic you said was worse? Like you roll and move? Is that roll and move? Th- this is worse than that. Uh, I think you established that when I said yeah. it. Yeah. yeah so I, so I guess I'm out on silly games and on yeah. like the social deduction. I, I don't care who you are. I just want to play a game. So dead, I, don't care. <laughs> I had dead last on my list. That's oh, a popular game that just bombed. It. I think that would go. That wouldn't go well in any group I'm in. It was like forced awkwardness. Yeah, terraforming Mars is on my list. I've talked about this before. It's like shooting up the board game geek list. I don't remember that game. Did we? Play yeah, because I would yeah. never bring it. Like. It's like remind one, me which one this is again. Is I, this the spaceship one where you have the little ships and you load up and they launch up? There? No, no, no. Oh, I don't, that game is stupid. I don't have this game. I played yes. it at BGG kind okay. last year and I didn't like it, but oh, it's a very okay. popular game. Okay. One of the reasons I don't like it, the game is probably okay, but it's I think it's ugly. It's just an ugly uh-huh. game. Okay. And this is going back to the question about mm. components. If it yes. was, if it had better artwork and better components, there's a chance I would like it, but I could not get over it. There's people out there that are saying I'm crazy and that the art is fine and they're just it's like they have beer goggles on because I don't know I don't know what's going on but people people who make the argument this game looks nice your people are crazy just admit that the game is ugly but it's still fun and I would be totally fine with it it is an ugly game I just like, want people to admit so it food chain magnet ugly ugly yeah it's pretty ugly too so your problem is is with the the art. It's the aesthetic of the game, yeah. The theme and the... And it annoys me that people won't admit that the game is ugly. I just want people to admit it. Just tell me tell me to my face. Tell me the truth. Like when a theme is overrated. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> I like terraforming Mars, but I think it's ugly. Yeah. And then Blood Rage. I don't... Uh, I, I don't it's need... beautiful. Blood Rage is a, actually a very good looking game that I played once and I just didn't like it. I don't even remember why, but I would never play it again. That was the feeling I went away. What's the most popular game that you don't like? Whichever one of those two is higher on the... Any, there's nothing more popular? Those are... No, those are... Uh, Mage Knight might be more popular. Wow. Yeah. wow. Mage Knight's like in the top ten, I think. I think you have to give that another chance. 
Maybe. Maybe with the... Maybe with the... (laughs) That's not very convincing. Yeah. All right. Should we move on? Yep. Make this the last question, I think. Okay. So what to do when you are winning a majority or at least a plurality of games being brought to the table and it's starting to annoy your friends? If you want to keep... You want to keep playing with them, but you are the Jason Levine. I don't know who that is. Of your group. That's probably somebody in his group. That, He's a dice tower guy. Does he like win all the time? Yeah. Okay. That's, they always talk about how he always wins everything. Okay. Do you try new board games? Do you stick to games that are more random versus strategy games? Do you try to help them? Do you sit out some games and watch? What can you do to keep them involved? Speaking of sitting out, I'm going to sit out this question. <laughs> <laughs> well, so it's this, all you guys. This doesn't seem to happen too often in our group. Honestly, I think we all... We all, there's some of us that win more than others, but in general, I can't, even Ryan, Ryan's hard on himself, but he, he'll go through streaks where he wins too. I don't know, Tim can speak to this too, but in the games that I win a lot in, I definitely don't not play them, but at the same time, I do try to help. And if there's something that I see that other people aren't doing, I'll metagame afterward and explain, here's what I did, especially when we were doing, um, a lot of dra- the magic drafting. I would explain what I did, especially when Phil was playing when you were new, so that you can learn something. Yeah. Because it's stupid just to pummel somebody yeah. oh, in a yeah. game all the time. And the thing you should also avoid is rubbing it in. I would rather take a sore loser over an annoying winner because somebody who wins and is, is annoying about it. Oh yeah. It's, that's especially if they're very talented and they're 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 pouring we don't really have that problem but that's no fun either and then the other thing is the reverse when somebody is really good then they become a target and this is what happens at tim a lot yeah like if we're playing a new game a game nobody knows and we're learning it for the first time tim has a pretty high chance of winning that game and so what's it's become a thing now in our group and we'll but you'll get like a little more of a target than yeah. should be normal and that's probably not not fun for you, and just because of the fact that you might win those games, you know, it's yeah, right, make it right. not fun, right? When I had the same experience with my brother with X Wing, is I was pummeling him sometimes horribly. That you know, we'd always have discussions afterwards, and it's still he was getting very, he was getting to the point that he was about ready to quit. He was just, he was getting very distraught with stuff and didn't know what he was doing wrong. And then I finally had several games where it's just like in the game, it's just like, dude. You did this. Why aren't you doing this? You know, he'd have a card on the thing that says, hey, uh, re-roll two of your dice. And he'd be like, uh, you know, he'd just he'd roll his dice. Ah, oh, and he'd be done. I'm like, um, you want to use this guy that you actually paid for and put on your ship and re-roll those two bad rolls? And it was those kind of things that finally made him to start paying attention more, which is why, I mean, he's been trying to push, even, you know, we, we're just starting with our current X-Wing group, and he wants to go, oh, let's play Epic, let's play Epic. I'm like, no, no, let's... Keep it small. Let people only have to worry about two or three ships. That way they can learn the ships, learn the abilities, and not get lost. Because when you have 12 ships you're controlling, you forget about everything. Because you're, you're too busy trying to run each ship, and you forget, oh, this guy had R2-D2, this guy had Dengar, this guy, you know. And it's those kind of little things that in that game especially, will that will cost you the game. If you don't use your rerolls when you have them, I mean, that's, that's getting bad dice. Is, is it bad dice or you just didn't use your cards? So at that point, I was actually showing him while we were playing how to kick my butt because I wanted to keep him engaged because I'd rather lose the next 10 games by telling him what to do than to have him just be like, Quit, I'm done, you know, and then I'm, I'm got X-Wing and no one else to play with. So, so let me ask you a question about this. Yeah. Because this is kind of, um, so <laughs> when are you telling him what to do? 
Is it he makes a mistake and then you tell him what he did wrong? Or is it like you're guiding him from the beginning of his turn? No, I, I when he makes a mistake, I tell him. So if it was me in that scenario, this is like my pet peeve in gaming. I don't know how I would react to that. It might actually make me not want to play but if the you game. Missed, well, but if it's something but you, you missed. something you missed. It's not that something you did wrong. It's something you missed. So the, the, the real problem with X-Wing is I've got my fleet on my side of the table. You've got your fleet on your side of the table. I'm, I'm running my fleet. I'm not paying it. I don't even really know what you got on your fleet necessarily. Mm-hmm. So when he started doing the losing thing, I started looking at his fleet and then figuring out what he had out there. And then, you know, he would roll his dice. He'd get three blanks. And he'd be like, ah, crap. And he'd be done. And he'd start, I'm like, uh, Dengar at the toilet? Is he going to re-roll some dice for you? And he'd look, oh, yeah, yeah. And then he'd pick it up and re-roll his dice and, you know. Dengar and get at the something. toilet? Well, because he's not chewing the gum like he's supposed to be. So I figured he was in the john. <laughs> so it's, you know, the problem with there, though, is I had to know his fleet, too, to know that he wasn't taking advantage of something. That's a song name. Dengar at the toilet. <laughs> he's, playing, he's playing Wiz War. <laughs> So it, it was it was actually a lot harder on me to figure that one out because I had to know what his fleet was and what his fleet was capable of. Yeah. So that when he he just you know he would he would roll four blanks and he'd just get so upset he'd just forget thinking about his ship. Mm. So it's going hey it's you interesting that this, you do this. don't like that. Though. I don't know how it feel even if it was forgetting stuff. If, I think I would get frustrated with myself. Like this is something I would always happen to me in Magic because I would forget to do stuff. Yeah. On my turn, and then it would it would make me so well, annoyed with myself. Okay, so okay, let's go to the magic example then. So we've got something here, and you've got two creatures out there with upkeep. You draw the card. Would you rather have me go? Those two guys are dead because you didn't pay the upkeep, or say, ah, Ryan, you really didn't draw the card yet. You want to pay for that upkeep, yeah. and then you pay for the upkeep and go. Okay, yeah, that's a good example. So it's kind I don't of, think that would bother me. Yeah, so it's it's that it's that kind of a thing. Okay, so you you miss this, or you know he'll do something. You know, oh my ship's dead. Uh, you want to use that evade token that you put right next to him to save a damage, or you want to not use it? I get your point though, because I would. I have a similar example to that. So there are some games that I'm not good at. My brain just doesn't work right for these games. Like, um, what's the stupid uh, um, Power four group. tribes? Oh, okay, five tribes. Five tribes. But there's four. Or there's really there's four people. Yeah. Whatever. Five tribes. <laughs> I just don't like this game. The mechanic is very interesting, but for some reason, my mind can't figure it out no. it can't resolve it in a way that makes sense and i just don't do well at the game if somebody were to tell me oh but you know why don't you do this instead and they were like pointing pointing it out like like i'm a baby or something <laughs> that would bother me too uh, and i think that's what you're talking about yeah, yeah that that's a that's much that's different that's from what a you're much saying. different because that's a very strategic because there's so many Alcohol. Well, you, you should have picked up this pile over here and did you know that's a yes, much different thing. That is yeah. it. Like when I was yeah. playing, I'll never forget this at BGG Con. I was playing a cooperative deck builder at the time. I hated both of those things, but Clifford had been playing like my magic number games the whole time. So I was like, all right, I'll play a cooperative deck builder with you. The two things I hate the most about gaming. And sure enough, we were having fun. Everything was fine. Until this guy walks over that was apparently an expert in this game and starts like hovering over us and watching us play. So I like take my turn and he'd be like, (laughs) (laughs) it's like, oh, you know, if you had just, you know, waited and waited and not played that card and done done this first and played that, you would have killed that, you know, that monster that, you know, 
oh, okay, thanks, you know. And then next turn, I would like pick my cards and be sitting there looking at my cards. So he'd be like looking over my shoulder and he'd start pointing at stuff, you know, like tell me. And eventually it got to the point where he's just like, you should play this. He's just like telling me what to do. And finally I was like, can you just like, you know, thank you. But um, I think we wanted to just like finish the game now. <laughs> or like, like go away is what I was thinking. Yeah. Like it was making it, like I'll never play that game again because yeah, of that. Yeah, being right yeah. doesn't make that okay. Right, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's over the top. Yeah, but I, you know, to to get back to his question, I think it's if the person that's winning a lot is not if he's gloating and not being helpful and is just always winning and just just doesn't really care, he's just trouncing you. It's not fun for anybody. I honestly I don't understand how it's fun for the person who's winning either because yeah. you know you start playing chess against a four year old and you're always winning. Is, is that, how, why is that fun? Yeah, and I don't think this. I don't. I think we're lucky in the sense that this doesn't really happen a lot. In no, our group. We, yeah, we really do. All of us have a shot at winning yeah, most, most games. of the games we yeah. play. Yeah. So I don't think we really have this problem. I mean, Ryan was hard on himself, but at BGG Con, we were talking about this in the last episode, you got in the streak yeah. where you started winning all the time. Yeah, that was weird. Then, yeah. So I think, I don't know, maybe we're I think lucky. I just needed a warm-up. Yeah. I need two days of gaming to warm up. <laughs> and then on the third day, I like it kicks in. Oh. And I convert all your buildings and make whole ones. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that wraps up episode 39. We had a lot of Good more questions, questions that we wanted to go further, but for the sake of the length, we will hold off until next time. Those are good questions. Keep them coming. I love the listener questions. Yeah, me too. Listener cor- corner segment in general. Yep. If you would like to find out more info about our podcast, go to outofgamepodcast.com. You can also find us on Board Game Geek Guild 1990. I was 10 years old in 1990. How old were you, Chris? Mention how to get navigate to the guild page. I will. How old were you in 1990? Uh, pff, I can't do the math. I don't know. The 20 something. Huh. 23. I was 10. I was like in fifth grade. No, I wasn't. I was like uh, 1990. 23. Yeah. yeah something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I can't. I can't do the math. <laughs> 23. <laughs> 22 going on 23. So you're like you're like your third year in your career, and I was in fifth grade. That's ridiculous. I was getting in fights on the playground in fifth grade, and I had a mullet. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't we all? <laughs> uh, you can get to our guild page by going to our website and well, clicking the po- board game post geek. a picture of Ryan's mullet oh, on yeah. the Facebook page. I had a, I had a hockey mullet. <laughs> While you're on our guild page, find the link to join our Slack group. That is where we chat it up. Chatty, chatty McChatter. Both people. Yeah, <laughs> both people. <laughs> Seriously. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Stitcher at OOG Podcast. You can send us an email at outofgamepodcast at gmail.com. You can leave us a voicemail on the profit line at 40OOG80. Something like that. Yeah. Good job. Good job. For great games at amazing prices, shop at coolstuffig.com. And for more great podcasts of the Dice Tower Network, go to dicetowernetwork.com, of which we are a member. Good night. Good night. Good night. Well, but before we do the listener's corner or fake it till we make it, which we're not doing today, let's jump into our spawn point. Spawn point. And it's raining outside. Yeah, it's coming down good. You probably can hear that on the mics. That's okay. It's a little ambiance. Yeah, a little ambiance. Yeah. <laughs> it's in Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> it's Thanks, Wallach. <laughs> <laughs>
move on to Listener's, Listener's Corner. Corner. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Whoa. What happened to the Hall of Fame? Rewind. Let's move on to the Out of Game Hall of Hall Fame. Of fame. Fame. I'm going to go first. All right. Why don't you list your previous Hall of Fame selections, since there's only three. Okay. Um, <laughs> do you uh, have I've got list? them. Yes. Uh, Every time they landed in Tennessee, I would sing the Arrested Development song. I never watched it. No, not the show. The band. Tennessee. Tennessee. You never heard that song? No, I Arrested know. Development? I know, I know Sweet Home Alabama. I thought that's what... Uh, Sweet Home Alabama? That's Leonard Skinner. Well, yeah, but... What are you talking about? <laughs> What's happening? What's right the now? Tennessee song? I was just saying. Sing it. a couple bars. I don't know the rest. I just know the the chorus. Well, it's not even the go? chorus. It's from the beginning. It just goes Tennessee, Tennessee. I would just sing that to annoy people. All right, I need to I need to find All this right. out. So it's called who's Tennessee. It, who's it by? Arrested Development. Are she just thinking like a bunch of Play like the song blank looks. Tennessee by Arrested Development. Is, I'm checking out. It's on like Android. Chosen a default music provider. <laughs> 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 okay, so well, like, well, Chris is looking for his default that, music provider. I want to hear this. <laughs> Play the song "Tennessee" by Arrested Development. Live demo right here. That song's only available for Google Play Music subscribers. Oh, I've got that. Google Play Music Tennessee station. Well, you don't have the Tennessee station. That's not it. <laughs> Here it is. Here's Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> Play this song Tennessee by Arrested Development. <laughs> We're grooving, man. Uh, Ryan's playing Monopoly. <laughs> Oranges. St. James plays. Go to jail. <laughs> Play this song Tennessee by Arrested Development. Land on my hotel. Land on my house. Here we go. Wait, I just chose it. <laughs> Hand over the money. <laughs> Give me those oranges. <laughs> How do you link your account? Why don't I just look up the song on Google Play Music? <laughs> this is like the whole. Why don't you just tell me what movie you'd want to see? <laughs> Kramer. Oh my gosh. What's the name of it again? It's called Tennessee. <laughs> Tennessee by Arrested Development. Oh my god. Here we go. Oh, I've got to watch the ad first. <laughs> so you get the $10 paid account. Wow. Yeah, that's what I would say. We well, never heard this song. <laughs> Show me the money. <laughs> I can say I have never heard <laughs> this. I know this song. Nine hundred fifty dollars, please. That's a hotel. It's a nineties, nineties song. Jam <laughs> <laughs> <Gen> Monopoly. <laughs> Those oranges. Trade them to me. I'll give you a boardwalk. Did you ever do one for two trades, Monopoly? Oh, yeah. I would convince people to give me two properties for one. Wow. Because we would, we would both give Monopoly. Well, right, Hundreds. yeah. yeah. 
come land. We're about to mute Chris's channel. Yeah, you might have to. <laughs> so then you can launch your plane off the aircraft carrier with a torpedo and attempt to go sink the enemy's carriers. What is carrier strike? <laughs> According to Wikipedia, a carrier strike group is an operational formation of the United States Navy. Uh, so she doesn't know. Yes. Now, we're talking about uh, time traveling and time stories. You know what, though? You can, I can go backwards in time. How? Because I'm going to go from the East Coast to the Central and get an hour back. Oh. So back an hour. It's like Superman flying around the sun. It's like you're, you're whipping around so fast. Oh, he did that around the Earth. I thought yeah. he flew around the sun. No, and he spun the, the Earth and spun the Earth Oh, he spun yeah, the Earth backwards. Because <laughs> that would work. Yeah, because... Well, He's Superman. Why would spinning the sun do anything? I like how spinning the sun was believable. <laughs> spinning the earth wasn't. It's like, yeah. well, pff, spinning the earth. Spinning the sun. He tried that and he found out it didn't do anything. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, 